Crosby, he's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby, his second of the game. Condor Cartel, we appreciate you tuning back in once again. If you haven't, and if you are thinking about doing so, like, subscribe, comment down below. We appreciate you guys. So it's been an awesome journey, and we can't wait to continue this ride. So um, this is episode 12. We've been cooking them for 11 now. Here comes the best one yet. So continue tuning in. But it is week 15 in the NFL. A little change of pace here for everybody. Um, The Raiders play Thursday night. In Allegiant Stadium, took on the L.A. Chargers, uh, divisional foe, so to speak, um, and they absolutely got in that ass pause. Okay, wow, just, so just, just an thank you, thank you, boys. And uh, no, another great game, Max. Four total tackles, two solos, two TFLs, just smacking the quarterback. The spin move off the Euro step, so clean. We loved it, um, but all the big boys were also eaten. So it was awesome to see that, Max. Um, Max, I'm just going to pass it to you. Uh, how has it been, and how was the game? We want your thoughts. Um, you know, honestly, that game, I've never been a part of something like that in my career so far. Like, I've never been able to sit out damn near a whole half and just watch the guys, you know, go out there and ball. Um, it was, like, nonstop. And it's crazy. We were talking about it as a D-line. It was just like... I don't even know how to describe it. It was almost every three to four plays. It was either a turnover, a fucking pick, a fumble. It was like nonstop. So you just got to credit the guys, you know, offense and defense. You know, we scored zero points versus the Vikings and turned around and set the franchise record in four days. So um, that's just a credit to everybody being locked in and focused and ready to, you know, reset and take a big step forward um, on a short week. So um, I could go on and on, but... Um, we got to give a special shout out to John Jenkins scoring his first career touchdown, <laughs> the thick six. I, I've seen people calling it. It was probably, yeah, it was probably the greatest, bro. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Malcolm, moving. bro, he was he was picking the knees up. I think he hit <laughs> close to fifteen. Yeah, he was he was taking off. He so big shout out to John up. Jenkins, chest up, knees yeah. high. Um, big boy, big boy touchdown, and then you know uh, Jack Jones. Getting the crate, one of the honestly the craziest play I've seen on the field in my in my career so far. Yeah, pick like literally in stride, that reaches back, one hand interception. Jack Jones, absolute baller. Um, he's stepped in and has been our starter in the last few weeks, and uh, he's making big time plays. He can you know he can do pretty damn well in man coverage, um, but he's a ball hawk as well. So seeing him make big plays is huge. Malcolm Koontz, um, you know I could go on and on, but again we've been talking about him you know more and more. As this, uh, you know, as the weeks gone by, but Malcolm's stepping up big time, bro. Two strip sacks, um, one of them led to Jenkins' touchdown, um, and he just been just balling. Uh, Tyree Wilson stepping up, making more and more plays. Um, you just see all the guys feeding off each other's energy, um, and it's been incredible. So huge win. Um, every time we play the Chargers, it's you know it's personal. We obviously don't like each other at all, and um, you know we got after their ass. It's pretty simple. So um, huge divisional win. Uh, we're still right in the mix, and it's 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 really up to us. You know, we got to continue taking care of our business. We have a, you know a huge game coming up in KC 
Christmas Day, Monday Night Football. It's going to be an absolute. I don't. I can go, you know, on and on and on and on. But I cannot fucking wait to play this game. Um, I'm going to be more than prepared. I know the guys are going to be locked in. So um, it's going to be a great game, and uh, we can't wait to you know go out there and get another win. Yeah, I mean, what was it like, Max? So you just hit on a little bit, but to be on the right side um, of a big time win, 63 points. Is it safe to say, like, the belief inside the locker room is at an all-time high? Because, yes, 63 points is a record, franchise record, but it's dope because it wasn't just the offense that scored. You just talked about it, Jack Jones with the Odell Beckham pregame warm-up catch for a tutty. Um, You talked about John Jenkins, who went down and scored, where you're making sure you're not tipping up his ankles or anything like that so he can get in there. Um, But, Max, was it even more special because it was every aspect of the team getting on the board, not just the offense. And you guys started fast. 100%. You know, we, you know, I, I'd say it every single week. I write it down in my journal, start fast and finish faster. And, uh, you know, a lot of coaches, they always say, you know, we need to start fast this week, but nobody talks about the other half of the game. And for us, it's about finishing in the second half. So that's a credit to the coaching staff and the players because um, we didn't let up at all. Um, we continued to go out there and, and kept pushing the tempo um, from start to finish. And it wasn't perfect, but um, – you know, you got to give a huge credit to the offense. You know, Bo, our new OC, um, dialing shit up. Trey Tucker scoring two touchdowns. Devontae getting over 100 yards. Jacoby with the insane diving catch for a touchdown. Um, it just You just see guys stepping up, you know, weekly. And we didn't even have Josh Jacobs this week either. And Zamir White steps up, um, makes a big impact, scores a touchdown. And uh, you just see guys feeding off each other's energy. It's pretty simple. So um, all three phases, we, we dominated. And uh, that was the result we got. So... Going into KC, you know, you can't ride this roller coaster. You know, it can't be, oh, my God, we win one game and it's we're on top of the world. Then, okay, now we lay an egg. It's got to be, okay, what's that next level we can get to? I'm not saying we're going to score 66 points next week. But at the end of the day, we got to find a way to improve because we know we're playing a better team. KC is legit. They're the reigning Super Bowl champs. And uh, we've already played them before. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to the challenge. We know we have to win. Um, so I know the guys are going to be, you know, on point all week. So that was a slight voice crack, but <clears throat> I just kept rolling through it right there. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're, we're fired up, bro. It's going to be, it's going to be a great game. And then I believe AP said something post game. Was it six or excuse me, seven or eight guys who scored a touchdown? Different eight. guys. Eight. eight guys. Holy and, was, shit. and was that a Raiders record or was that like an NFL type of deal? I honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean there was, was a lot of records insane. being broken that night. It was just eight a guys game. scoring a touchdown, different guys Bro, in one game. Cr- crazy, crazy. We had two oh. defensive touchdowns. I'm saying D lineman to a corner talk, to a back getting, corner. Yes, talk about getting full buy in from the team. That's probably the quickest way to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. everybody. I mean, everybody <laughs> was eating. Our nose tackle scored a 50 yard touchdown. I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. Bro. <laughs> no, it doesn't get much better than that. That was the highest part of the game for me. I was screaming. Run, run. I'm screaming. I was screaming. Get in the fucking end zone. Run. Bro, what? I'm behind him. I'm like, just nobody fucking come this way. If anybody gets in, I'm sacrificing my body. I mean, that's just throw the shoulder. There was like a slight pause, Max, where you're like, you saw the ball on the ground, and it's like you looked around like, y'all motherfuckers going to grab this or you want me to? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like one of those, like, slow mo, (laughs) where you could tell, you could see like your brain moving, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, yeah, shit. Let's, we should pick ball. this bitch up and go. Yeah, yeah let's ball. go. Literally. Hey, bro, it was like everything got silent. I seen Jank fucking roll in and pick up the ball. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this, this is no fucking way. Yes. Bro, ball side knee down. He was, was prepared was for that incredible. moment. 
I gotta know, it Max, is there a little bragging rights for John in the, in, in the locker room now that he's touched the end zone? Some of the other D linemen haven't. Is he holding <laughs> on to that? Like, is that something he did? You know, is that special to him? Um, you know, Jank is is one of the coolest dudes I've met. Uh, he was, you know, he came in, he signed this off season on a one year deal. He was the first guy um, that he got to meet on the team. So we we chopped it up for hours. So uh, we went in the film room. We're sitting with our new D line coach, and uh, we connected right away, bro. And it's funny. Uh, he's an OG. He's 34 years old, but he's an East Coast guy. First, literally the first conversation I have with him, I'm like, bro, this dude reminds me of Kwani so much. He reminded me of Kwani, bro. The way his mannerisms, the way he talks, he's like an OG. It's like Kwani, how Kwani's gonna be in 10 years, bro. And I was literally dying. I'm like, I fucking love this dude. So um, we were, bro. We connected right away. And, uh, yeah, he was in the locker room, bro, talking about the day after. He was like, bro, honestly, I fucking love y'all, bro. That was the greatest the greatest moment of my career. Like, that's that's legendary shit, bro. This dude has played on a lot of teams. Um, and he's in year, I think, 12, 11 or 12. And he literally is having the best year of his career. And uh, it's just a testament to him and the work he puts in, bro. He's a he's an absolute beast. It's, that's big so guys, dope to hear. Big guys will play their whole fucking lives. Speaking from experience, you can go youth league. Middle school, yeah. high school, college. He'll never touch the end zone. You might not even get it three yards. This motherfucker took it 50 yards, and he's what, 350? Three, Just at least 340, 350. Made That's that bitch look boy. good, too. Man. Yeah. yeah. Great 40-yard dash for the boy. It was it was fun to see. And uh, it's super dope, Max, for you to say that he's playing at his, his best, that he's probably played in his career. So, And it matters because at the end of the season – it's, it's pretty important with the playoffs creeping around. You guys are still in the hunt. Every time it seems like people try to count you guys out, you're still in that bubble. So, mm-hmm. Max, would you say right now that you guys are possibly playing your best ball of the season with the playoffs approaching, and how important is that for you guys? Yeah, you know, realistically, you know, we're, we've been 3-3 three and three since AP got here. And um, even though we lost, you know, the 3-0 loss, probably the – you know, least amount of offense I've ever been a part of um, in a football game. It was just straight defense, back and forth, back and forth. We lost, but that's a playoff team over there, regardless of what they got going on at quarterback. Like, they just, you know, they're, they're competitive regardless. They have great coaches, great players, um, and we lost by a little bit. But this week, it's about responding, and we did that. So, for us, we're 3-3. Three and three. We've, you know, won half of them. We lost half of them. So, we got to find ways to continue to, you know, move forward in that momentum. So, we know what we're capable of when we play our best ball. And it's really, it just comes down to focus and everyone being locked in and dialed in on the details. Because in December, it's the smallest margin of error that matters. And who's going to play their best? The, you know, the top players on your team got to be playing great football. Um, and I feel like we're doing that right now. And then everybody else has got to step up and raise their level. And um, you just see guys doing that. So for us, we, we're playing KC. It's literally, you know, every week is a playoff game and uh, we have to win. So I know guys are, are locked in and focused and, you know, we're going to find a way. Um, to go out there and get a win, and that's that's what we plan on doing. So it's it's exciting for sure. Absolutely, yeah. No, this is crunch time and uh, kind of changing the pace here um, for you, Max. I gotta I gotta know because it's gonna catch every excuse me everyone's attention. Um, whenever you got a cigar sparked up after a dub, it's the most Raider shit possible, right? So I gotta know because we love the NBA. But are you is your alter ego turning into J.R. Smith? No shirt. <laughs> You know, you're puffing on the, the cigars that everyone is literally yeah. mind blown that you're ghosting a cigar. But I just know that's a crazy motherfucker who just, you know, 
He's just trying to get a little buzz here going on. So I was just curious, Max, is J.R. Smith your alter ego? What led on to the no shirt um, appearance on Thursday Night Football? It was fucking legendary. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny, bro. I, I did not know I was going to have to go up and talk, you know, with the guys after. And uh, our, our media guy came up and he's like, hey, Max, we got to get you out on the field, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I'm looking around the locker room for a T-shirt. But I didn't have anything. The only thing I had was like the fit I wore. Your crop in top under your shoulder pads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I'm not wearing this. I still got my fucking cleats on and my my you know my game pants on. And my strength coach AJ, you know, me and him are super close, and he knows Tony Gonzalez really well, and he was on the broadcast. So I'm like, AJ, hold up, I just got to grab a shirt, and AJ was gonna walk me out there, and AJ's like what he's like no he's like and this is our our head strength coach but just shows you he's a damn legend he's like max just go be you he goes bring your cigar i had a cigar in my hand no shirt he's like come on let's just go i'm like all right fuck it let's go so i just walked out on the field like that and we rolled with it and it was uh it it was classic bro but honestly like for me like i y'all know me like i don't when i'm in the crib or like if I if I don't have to wear a shirt, I'm not wearing you know, a shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, all the time, I'm wearing shorts and, and no shirt. Like that's who I am. So honestly, I felt like it was just it, it was perfect and it was it was hilarious at the same time. Do you? I gotta know. This is sidetracked a little bit. Do any of like former Raiders reach out to you in in regards like duh, We love how you play. You play hard. You're you're a top defensive player in the in the league. But do they ever reach out like? Max, you really fucking carry carry the Raider way, um, like to heart, and we love watching it. Like, do do anybody that's a past player do they reach out and say those things to you? Just cur- curious because you definitely hone in a Raider way. Yeah, no question. You know, I, I've said it many times, but I felt like I was born to be a Raider. Um, it makes perfect sense. I don't see myself in any other jersey. Like, I just feel like the Raiders are exactly who I am, and I'm, I'm meant to be here. So. Um, yeah, of course. Like I, I have great relationships with a ton of former players, from Ted Hendricks to Howie Long to Charles Woodson to you know Phil Villapiano, all those guys, Rich Gannon. Like I have great relationships with them. But honestly, the number one guy when it comes to like who, who's like helped me out as far as you know taking my career, um, you know, as far as to the next level when it comes to like integrating the fans and making them feel involved and you know gaining that relationship and respect with the fans, it, it has to be Charles Woodson. Uh, Charles Woodson is a great dude. He's he's around more than people you know actually know. Um, he's always popping up at events and things like that, and we stay in communication. And um, he always just told me he's like, "Listen, man, you got if you get the fans behind you, um, he's like the Raiders. You know, the Raider fans will always always have your back and always show love." And for me, like coming from Eastern, like with all due respect, like when I first got to Eastern, like we had literally zero fans in the in the in the stands, and like. In high school, like we had, I had more fans at high school games when I first, you know, than when I first got to Eastern. So we didn't have that SEC experience, that Big Ten experience when it comes to fan base and things like that. So once I got to the league, like I literally just fully embraced myself. Like I didn't try to be anybody I'm not. I always have been that type of person. I I always want to put on a show. I always want to show love to the fans and show respect to, you know, everybody that supports us because for me, I know how special it is. Um, you know, when it comes to the fans, like if you just give them a five seconds, whatever, dap up a fan or dap up a kid in the crowd, like they'll remember that shit forever. So for me, I, I really take that into consideration because I know how special it is, even though you can get caught up in the moment and 
you know, you see a lot of fans like take, you know, a lot of players take heat because they're not showing love to all the fans or signing and shit. And like, I never want to be that guy. I always want to be the dude who, you know, shows love to the fans because without them, uh, I wouldn't have, you know, one of the, you know, higher selling jerseys and I wouldn't be able to be in this situation without them and their support. So I always try to, you know, go out of my way to show love to the fans. But Charles Woodson is definitely the guy who kind of put me on game when it came to that. Hey, real quick, though, hey, Condor Cartel, we're going to do a quick ad read break for you guys, which is brought to you by Sleeper App. So, Condor Cartel, I got one question for you. Do you think you know football? Then try to turn your football knowledge into real money with the Sleeper App, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Okay? So, you need an extra, you know, side of income? Here you go with the Sleeper app. You're welcome. Just download the Sleeper app. Pick more or less on your favorite players. I'm going to kick it to a guy who's been in the lab just producing win after win after win. DT, who are your picks? Talk to Talk us. To We're going to go with Monday Night Football like always. Okay? I got four picks this week. We got the Seahawks against the Eagles. All right? First pick, Kevin Walker over 47 and a half yards rushing. DK Metcalf, under 62 and a half yards receiving. Devontae oh, okay. Smith, over 52, 52 and a half yards receiving. And then Jalen Hurts, over one and a half pa- uh, touchdown passes. So just go ahead and use the promo code the Rush. Get your uh, $100 match um, and get your bet slip in with us for next week. Brogan? There you go. There's some winners right there, D. I like that what you've put out there for everybody. And also, I would probably do more on DK Metcalf losing his mind on the field, too. So don't forget to put that bet in there. Um, but with more stats than any other daily fantasy app, just choose two or more of your favorite players, like Darian just hit on, for from pregame or live. I love getting in there the lives. The odds change a little bit. A lot of money to be made there. But pick more or less from the per- predicted stats, and you can win up to 100 times your money if your picks win. Like my boy DT said, use promo code the Rush and you get up to a $100 match on your first deposit, right? So terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms for use and for, for details. We appreciate you guys. We'll be right back to the episode. I think it's dope um, that you say that, Max, because you we've talked about this numerous times. I think we've been in your, your theater room talking about this specifically, but like I'll ask you from a real perspective, like from your friend, I'll be like, yeah, bro. I know that you have a hundred million dollars or you're a superstar, but is it still surreal to you that you're still signing autographs or people come up to you with their, your face tattooed all on it. Um, But even like when you met Tyson Fury, for example, you, all you had to say, all you mentioned was how good of a guy he was, how he spent time with you um, and how that was important to you. Is that something that you try to transfer over whenever you're talking to your fans, like you just hit on and um, just, you know, put yourself in that little kid's shoes all over again because you were sitting there one day trying to get an autograph from a guy probably similar to yourself at some point? No, 100%. Um, I take all that into consideration. You know, when I was a kid, like, I would be on, like, I grew, like I've said many times, I grew up a diehard Lions fan. I, when I was a kid, I would try to DM, you know, Calvin Johnson or any of those guys <laughs> just to try to get a response. Um, and I, I can't even tell you, I've maybe – had one or two interactions with like NFL players when I was a kid and it like made my world. So um, for me, I always try to always try to go above and beyond and, you know, just be the people's champ. Like I always try to relate to the guys because no matter what, no matter how much success, no matter how much fame and money, all that stuff, like it, we're all humans at the end of the day. And um, you know, if you can make somebody's, if you can make somebody's day a little bit better um, and give them a memory, they'll never forget. Like I always put that into consideration. So, you know, sometimes I'm not in the mood or I'm, 
you know, tired and you got a million, you know, people jumping all over you trying to get your attention. Like I just take a deep breath and be like, listen, we're going to be fine. Like I, it could be a lot worse. Like I'm blessed yes. to be in, be in this position and like without them, uh, like I said, none of this would be possible. So yeah, I, I always, always try to go above and beyond. I know I'm not perfect. Um, I can't sign every single thing, you know, for every fan, but I always try to get, you know, as many as possible. Yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing, you know, spending probably 20, 30 minutes going through it. And then you got that one kid over there and you're like, I really need to go. But I I feel you. Like, you just want to let them know, yeah. like, I see you and I want to do this for you, but I really got to go before, you know, security's like grabbing you. Like, come on, Max, let's go. You're supposed yeah. to leave 10 minutes ago. But um, I'm going to ask you, Max, because um, a guy who jumped on the scene, I could be wrong, could be a Wiserman product as well, but um, Trey Tucker. I know you yeah. like for rookies to kind of prove themselves, um, especially in this day and age with the NFL. But, man, bro, he went absolutely dummy. He's showing some ridiculous speed, which is awesome for you guys stretching the field offensively. Um, holding two touchdowns. So, Max, I just want to know, what is what have you seen through with Trey's progression throughout the season? And like I said, some people are comparing him to Tyreek Hill. Is he a young Tyreek Hill? I just want your thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't want to put that pressure on him. You know, he's definitely he's got a he's got a lot of you know a lot of years to catch try to catch Tyreek. But uh, when it comes to ability, um, when it comes to a young guy putting in the work and just locked in and staying focused and being humble, um, Trey Tucker embodies all that. Um, one thing I do notice and I I like a lot about him is that he always is around Tay. Like he'll be in the locker room and he just sits next to Devontae and just asks him questions all the time. And he's always just around him. Um, and it reminds me of like when I was a rookie, like I was always trying to talk to the, the, the best players on the team. Like when Antonio Brown and Vontez Perfect and Richie Incognito, like all those guys were on our team as a rookie. Like I just tried to ask him as many questions as possible and always try to just be around him because that's what I wanted to be like. You know, later in my career, I want to be a great player and I want to, you know, have success at the highest level. So that's something I've noticed from him. Like he's super confident. Like that's one thing. Like he's got great like confidence for a young guy, which is rare. Um, and he's got all the ability in the world. The dude is a freak. Like he, when it comes to speed, like he's really got that four, three, low, bro, four, three that, speed. that backflip. He was he's, floating, bro. He's a freak. Like he's a freak of nature when it comes to that. He's a little like he's stacked, but he's tiny and he can fly. And uh, he, like you said, like, obviously it's a little unfair to him to compare him to Tyreek, but like, that's what he kind of reminds me of when it comes to like the speed, but at the same time, not being afraid <laughs> to go, go up and go get the ball and dive for balls. Like, He's uh he's gonna be a really special player, and you see him just getting better and better every single week. Yeah, and I know we like to remain optimis optimistic at all times, but it's kind of dope. Um, at the end of the season here, you know, when you're on the bubble, you don't know whether you're gonna be in or not. You get you kind of um, you kind of have to just win out, right, and just hope for the best. But you also get to see guys stepping up at the end of the year who are really trying to prove themselves, and it kind of gives you a look ahead into next season, right? Have you yeah. felt like there's a lot of guys trying to prove themselves on this roster here the last couple of weeks? Not saying they haven't all year, but this is a big moment for everybody. Yeah, no question. You know, you see Michael Mayer, another guy, like getting more and yes. more, get more productive, but also more confident. Like that dude's going to be really special. Trey Tucker um like i said tyree's getting better and better every single week malcolm coons he's not a rookie but he's a young guy uh stepping up and getting better there's just i can go on and on but that's what it's all about like obviously for me my, my focus is on today and focus on getting better today and i know these guys are thinking the same way but you see you know these young guys stepping up and you just see the future um is going to be super bright so um we're focused on right now and trying to get into these playoffs 
Um, but yeah, the future's bright, bro. But there's there's a ton of guys stepping up and uh, you know, a lot of people kind of wrote them off. You know what I mean? They weren't expecting them to do what they're doing and uh that's just a credit to them. So uh yeah, bro, it's fucking awesome to see. And every single week you see another guy. Like for for example, Jack Jones. He's been with the team for a few weeks and he's just yep. getting better and better, snagging, making crazy plays, um playing playing with, you know, a bunch of swag and that's what you want, bro, is just have guys out there confident. Uh, playing loose but locked in at the same time and uh you just see you know guys take a big steps every week i want to ask you that too on jack jones right you're he mm-hmm. he has been proving himself since coming over to the raiders but it looked like new england they really didn't want anything to do with him anymore right like one man's no. trash is another man's <laughs> treasure but i'm curious because people look at bill belichick and they're like oh he's the greatest coach of all time but why do you feel that jack jones is now playing at a higher level and with more confidence now that he's in Las Vegas, as opposed to being with a Bill Belichick and a Patriot, um, you know, organization. Yeah. You know, I feel like every single player um, has a different story. Every single player has a different way of operating. And uh, it just made total sense for Jack to be on the, on the Raiders. You know, he's known AP since he was 13 years old. They're from the same place. He's from Compton. He's from, you know, from that background, he's, he, you know, he's had some trials and tribulations in his life, um, but he's one of those guys that loves football. At the end of the day, like, you got to, you know, on every great team and every, uh, you know, successful team, there's going to be guys that are a little bit different. Uh, you know, they're gonna, you're going to have to lead them in different ways, and there's different ways to motivate them and push them. Um, but Jack is in, you know, a perfect spot with us, and uh, he's, he's hilarious, bro. I love the dude. He brings great energy. Um, you know, we're still working on our handshake. And uh, it, it's definitely evolving as the, as the days go by. But uh, he's, are you he's forgetting it, or is he forgetting it? What's going on? With no, that? you know we. Ours LeBron has like, forty of them. He doesn't forget them. So what's no, on? I'm the same. What? Trust me, I have a million handshakes. I've damn near the whole roster. We got handshakes, but you know he's. We've been working on ours. Ours was a little. Uh, you know, we didn't know if people would be rubbed the wrong way. It was a little, uh, <laughs> a little controversial. So we had to make some changes. So Do we're it. working on it, but. Uh, I call him Jack Boy, and uh, he definitely played like one on, uh, on on Thursday, getting that pick. So, yeah, bro, I got a ton of love for him. I love it. Real quick, before we jump into the dog of the day, I got to ask you, because you mentioned uh, trying to be the people's champ, a guy who calls himself the people's champ, Colby Chaos Covington, um, literally put out the worst performance I've seen from Colby in the octagon, which is shocking. Um, your thoughts really quick on the UFC card. Was it what you expected? And uh, just your thoughts on it, man, because we were obviously all tuned in. Yeah, um, you know, the card in, in general, there was some crazy knockouts, uh, some absolute brawls. Uh, I mean, oh, the fucking Bryce Mitchell's uh, brain turned off. I was just going to say the uh, Josh Emmett, a uh, big Raider fan as well, friend of mine, getting the crazy knockout bounce back win. That dude is dangerous as fuck. Like he, yeah. bro, he punched him center of his face. Why is his him. Why is his abdomen all like like someone smashed him in a box? I'm serious. Why is he's, he built like that? He's like a swimmer. I don't, I don't know, bro. But he is violent and dangerous, and he has a touch. Of death. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, bro. He's built like Joe Rogan, but he uh, he's definitely got a mean right hand. <laughs> he's got a mean ass right SpongeBob. hand. SpongeBob. Literally yes. SpongeBob, but. Bro, he's cool as hell. I've I've got to meet him a few times, and uh, seeing him get that win over Bryce Mitchell was huge because he he had a couple tough losses against some really good guys, and uh, that knockout was huge, bro. That was one of the scariest knockouts I've ever seen. Yes. You know, I'm not even gonna get into all that, but that shit was terrifying. And then, uh, you know, back on Colby, you know, 
it was disappointing. And I, and I really do like Colby. You know, obviously he said some shit that everybody in the world disagreed with. I think mm-hmm. he definitely was tripping. But uh, yeah. Colby is – it's just like he's right there. Like, he's been, his whole career, it's been like, all right, he can dominate everybody. And then once he gets to the title fight, he's just a little short. But you see what he did in the final round, and he was more aggressive and went for the takedowns and got him down. It's like, why? It's frustrating because you know he can be better. And it's like, why don't you push the pace like that the whole fight? He's got insane cardio, um, and you know what he looks like at his best, and he just didn't put it all together for five rounds. But... Colby, you know, obviously that's on Colby's side, but you got to give credit to Leon. Like, yeah. Leon has looked incredible his last three – like, well, I would say last two fights. Obviously, the knockout versus Usman, he was losing the fight, but he caught him. But his last two fights where he just dominated and walked down Usman, and he did the same thing to Colby. Um, you just see him now that he's a champion. Like, his confidence is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. He's able to grapple. I've never seen Colby get taken down and kind of manhandled a little bit. It was like – it was honestly surprising to me, but Leon, Leon's special, bro. He's won 13 in a row. People don't even realize that. The dude he does just, not lose. No. He does not lose. And bro. he looked and bigger in the cage. Like, he looked like he, he got bigger. Obviously, he gained 15 pounds in 24 hours <laughs> after he weighed in, which is yeah. not really uncommon, though, because a lot of these dudes do cut a shit ton of weight. Sure. Um, and Colby is very, you know, boisterous on that. He fights at what he walks around in, right? Same yeah. with, like, Demetrius Johnson, but it's like, Hey, bud, you're kind of only hindering yourself here. But the biggest thing I feel like is Leon completely shut whatever game plan Colby had in down or on to go in the cage. He was spooked, man. Like he had like deer in a headlight lights on his face, and he did not want to shoot. He didn't want to engage with them. And like you said, man, that's a testament to uh, to Leon and D- Darren. And I were talking about it earlier. When you win a belt, you those guys get like automatically. 30% better. You might as well go into no. UFC five and go to their, uh, their attributes and just fucking bump it all the way up after they went about, because no, that's facts. what it's like. Facts. No, you could just see it, bro. The way uh, Leon's been carrying himself since he's won the, since he knocked out Usman, uh, he went into the second match and he looked just, he looked like he did last night, but even better. And, uh, he's just, bro, he's scary. Like, and it's easy to say from our perspective, like, you know, you want Colby to be more aggressive and things like that. But when you have a striker that's so dangerous and a dude who's physically strong as shit and not, you know, he's been stuffing takedowns um, like the way he is. It's like that dude is scary to get get close to because he can turn your lights off at any moment. So, yes. yeah, Leon, Leon's a special fighter, bro. It's going to be interesting to see who they who they put in there next versus him. Yeah, 100%. It was almost like Colby didn't want to be on a, uh, on a highlight reel, and that's what he was staying away from for a certain part of it. Like he didn't yeah. want to get caught. So um, yeah. a bunch of dogs in the octagon this weekend, um, obviously at 296, but we're going to, we're going to slide right back <laughs> to the dog of this past weekend, Thursday night D. So why don't we just start reeling in there and start talking about that dog of the day. <laughs> hey, you're my youngin. Yeah. <laughs> There he was. No <laughs> night. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> get slapped. So I was like, what the fuck? Um, anyway, so yeah, dog of the day. I mean, this is a, you know, we've talked about him. We've already talked about him on the show today, but this dude keeps stepping up and keep improving every single week. Our dog of the day this week is Malcolm Coombs. That's Buffalo cool. Bull. Third year guy, bro. One of my one of my my youngins. 
But at the same time, like one of the coolest dudes were locker mates. He's right next to me. Um, you know, he came in uh, going into my third year and we drafted him and he was a third round pick. When he came in, he was super talented. You could see his athleticism, his bend, everything like that. And you just see the evolution of his game and the confidence that that he's starting to gain on a weekly basis. And uh, it's no surprise to me that he's doing, you know, taking the steps he's taken um, because he's, he puts in the work. Um, and it's, you know, for a guy like that, it, it just gets me fired up because the more guys you can have around you like that, that are hungry as fuck and want to be great and want to take that next step as a player, the better your team's going to be. And, uh, you know, Malcolm has stepped up. He didn't expect to be, you know, in a starting role, um, this year, you know, obviously we had Chandler, um, you know, expected to be in that role. And then, you know, you draft Tyree and, uh, it, you know, for him, he was, you know, I, I had the conversation with him. I'm like, when all that stuff was going on. And Tyree got drafted like he was a little, you know, you could probably, I, I don't know where he was at mentally, but I just felt for him in that moment because I know he's been working and wanted to, you know, be that next guy. Um, and that can mess with your confidence. But Malcolm stayed confident. He stayed, you know, low key and just kept putting in work, bro. And uh, he, it's it's all coming to the <laughs> forefront. So our dog of the day, Malcolm Koontz, I love the dude. He's an absolute stud and um, only expect him to get better, man. He's, he's, he's putting in the work on a daily basis. So. I'm fired Let's up. Let's go, buddy. Hey, Max, 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 it's got to be nice, right? Like, you're, it's weird because you're like little bro to us, um, and you are 26, but that you, you are, you and are technically a vet in this league now at this rate, right? So, and I know Raider Nation, um, along with everybody else, has been dying to kind of see. Um, another dog on the other side of you, which you do have a bunch of dogs on that D line with you. That's nothing. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that cause you don't, but they're waiting for someone to step into their own. Has it been cool mm -hmm. to kind of see um, kind of what Malcolm Koontz has been doing in, in every week leading up to this? Cause he's been stepping up his play week to week and it no. makes it nice for you. You know, you don't have to go against as many double teams, hopefully down the line. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, for me, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be, you know, I always talk about it, but I want to be an example. I want to be, you're you know, like a proud like, papa. Yeah. Like, like the OG now, I feel like, I feel like yeah. Darian when he first met me and, and y'all first met me at the, at the football house, you know, just taking him under my wing and uh, yeah. just seeing what Malcolm's doing. Um, yeah, exactly. Take me under the wing, but I'm proud of Malcolm, bro. He's a, he's a stud and he's only going to get better. This is just the beginning for him. Um, but ever since he got in the league, like, he was fighting for that playing time, but when he was playing, he would always produce. And now you just see him get more and more reps, and he's making more and more plays. So, um, like I said, I'm not surprised at all, um, and I definitely expect him to continue. You know him, you know his evolution as a player um, as the years go by and as the days go by, because um, he's going to be a big part of what we got going on moving forward. Absolutely, and that's obviously we'll we'll move on. So, congratulations <laughs> once again for the dog of the day. Um, Another round of applause. Another round of applause. I love it. Stop. There you go. There it is. My dog's horned yes. up. He's ready to rock. Um, but uh, Max, um, I got to ask you uh, before we get on to Creel because we're going to talk to him about around the league here. But you obviously got to sit at home today, watch a lot of football games, and this is the best time of the year. We got NFL on Saturdays too, right? So. Yeah. Um, what was it like to you sitting home today? Any good games? Anything that caught your eyes around the league? Um, any big-time performances? Just curious. You know, you don't ever get to really sit back and watch a whole slate of football two days in a row. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was great. You know, for me, I got to, you know, in the mornings, I got up, 
uh, got my body work done, got, you know, putting everything back together. Um, but it was great to just, you know, get off my feet a little bit and, and watch what's going on around the league. Um, things that stuck out to me, um, and I'm, I'm going to say I called this. I told, I, I told Rachel this morning, but Buffalo, I called the upset on the Buffalo game. And shit, they did. I thought it was going to be at least a close game. And Slime, sorry, I know you're probably a little bit upset, but um, yeah, the Buffalo got after <laughs> Dallas, which was which was big for them. They needed that win, yeah. um, and you see them playing really good football right now. So that was crazy. And then you know, the Bears and Cleveland game. I know Darian was over there rocked and you yeah. know locked and loaded, and they came back and, and found a way to win. Joe Flacco out there throwing, I think, 200 yards in the second half, which is a fourth quarter maybe. Yeah, he was bro. he was out there snapping. And we've talked about Joe Flacco on this pod before, but uh, the dude's stepping up, making big plays. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good games, you know, around the league. So, yeah, it was it was dope to get to sit back. And then the Lions, you know, taking care of business, beating Denver. Um, you know, there was a few, few games we needed to go in our way, and they happened, and some didn't. But um, at the same time, you know, we're definitely very much alive, and it was just good to watch some football. It was dope. Absolutely. No, D- DT, sorry, I got ahead of myself there. So we are going to jump over and do the big fucking sack segment because we love yeah. it. You know? Oh, yeah. So oh, talk yeah. about that big fucking sack, D, will you? Big sack, baby. Big, big sack. Big sack. All right, we'll kick it. We'll start off the big sack. Um, we're going to do sack. it a little bit different this way or this time. Uh, we're going to get the Condor's perspective on it. All right, so it was the very end of the third quarter. Ball's on the 50. Our boy, dog of the day, Coons, came through with his sack, and then we all know what happened with the thick six. Or the – what would you refer to it as? The thick six. That's it. All right, so now yeah. walk us through that play because you were right there with him in the backfield um, and, and talk to us about from your pers- your perspective. Yeah, you know, for me, it was, uh, I believe it was the third down. Um, I get off. I'm feeling, my rush felt great. I came underneath. I see the quarterback step up. I'm like, oh, fuck, here it is. <laughs> then he bails out the back of the pocket. And I'm like, fuck. So I start running in pursuit, and I see Malcolm flying around the edge. So we talk about four equals one all the time. And the rush is a perfect example of it. me going underneath, him going over the top. Quarterback bails out, and Malcolm fucking spears him takes the ball off his hand, and then all of a sudden it was like time froze. Everything went silent, and I turn, and I see the ball right there. I'm like, all right, I'm about to go go back and grab it, and all of a sudden I see John Jenkins. Knee down, you know, same, you know, what, what did you say? Ball, uh, ball side knee, baby. Ball side knee down, right, exactly. Chris Crane would be proud. He, that's a oh, CC. So that's a CC right there. But he scoops <laughs> the ball, and I'm like, what? Like, my brain, like, I couldn't believe it. And I see Jank get the ball high and tight, and my immediate in my head, I'm like, we're getting to the fucking end zone. So I just shield him off. I put my arms out, and I'm Literally. just looking for anybody to come near him so I can pick him off. So as we start running, Jank is picking up, he's looking, and I'm just like behind him trying to clear the runway, and there was nobody near him. And their old line like just were jogging. They weren't even they didn't even take off like that. So I'm like, Thank oh you. my god. So you just see our guys taking off, and Jank was just picking his knees up, <laughs> taking off, and he gets in the end zone. Um, honestly, bro, it was one of the craziest moments, one of the coolest moments, like I said already, but he's he's the ultimate OG. Um, 
and he talked about it. He says the greatest moment of his career. Um, he's never scored a touchdown in the league. I can't imagine he scored in college, no offense, but, you know, just a, a big guy like that scoring a 50-yard touchdown, it's, it's incredible. So um, John Jenkins, uh, I can go on and on about this dude. I love him. He's played incredible football. Uh, slime, we got to pull the clip. Um, they, they got a mic'd up with me before the year. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, do any, you know, hype myself up. But I told them, you know, before the year, they got me on the mic'd up. And I was like, bro, this is going to be your best season of your career. And um, I would tell I tell them that all the time. And you just see what he's doing every single week. He's the anchor for our D-line. He's shutting down the run. He's honestly, he's been, he's overperformed when it comes to, you know, pushing the pocket and rushing from the inside. Yeah. Um, and he's just evolving. And the fact that he's doing it at this stage in his career um, is, is honestly insane. So, uh, big shout out to John Jenkins. Obviously, Malcolm Coons getting the strip sack. Um, it was just one of the coolest plays. And just seeing how the uh, the sideline reacted, literally everybody was going ape shit. And it was, it, it was a circus. So, <laughs> yeah, bro, it was it was a special moment for sure. Yeah. I, I wish I could have been in Darian's household during when a big man was rushing through the end zone like wow. that just to see. You know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall for that because we were going yeah. nuts, and a lot of reports came out afterwards that Jenkins is, is the sole reason why uh, every Chargers staff member got fired. Um, and look, you could tell the offensive line was pretty much like, you know what, that's a big fella. Let's just we're let him run him. down there. Yeah, no, we're going to no. let him score. Let him, him, like, they were proud of him. Yeah, they were proud yeah, they they get it. They get I get it. Ruin that moment. I bet he got in that end zone, wasn't even tired, just pure euphoria. Yes. yes, he was geeked. Good for that. Well, man. Good. Yeah, I'm happy for him, and I'm glad that you didn't trip him up with your, your with your two legs or even your third leg. That was a big fucking run, and uh, I'm glad he didn't even need to hit the oxygen tank afterwards either. So that's huge. Shout out to the conditioning sca- staff for you guys and the strength and conditioning staff. Um, that's huge, right, Max? I know you were scared. And uh, Krill, I'm going to kick it over to you, right, for a little yeah. around the league segment here. What's going on around the league right now in this week 15? So, you know, just standing, to my you know, honest opinion, it looks like you know, the real people have revealed themselves. And what I mean by that is the playoff teams or people who have hopes of a playoff opportunity, minus Dallas, came through and won. That being mm-hmm. said, you know, how many teams were on fringe, right? Steelers, three down in a row. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck them. Hey, Minnesota, fringy, right? Down, yep. down, down the drain. But same thing being fringy was the Bengals. The Bengals out on the last. Broncos, fringy, down the drain. Detroit, real or not, real. This the Giants <laughs> came to an end. Unfortunately, that was like the coolest shit, though. Yeah, and he's running down the field. Today. His agents kissing people in the stands, just grabbing people, kissing them on the cheek, yeah. like that. And that yeah. shit was cool, right? Yeah. Panthers law or Panthers won. That's big news, but really, who cares? That game was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Nine to seven. Awful. That was a tough watch. I'm not going. Scrap. That was terrible. That was a tough watch. But Dolphins you said rolled. it. You said it though, Creel. The Broncos. They're t- that's huge right now with you guys in that division in the bubble, and you get to play them coming up. They took yeah, a tough last game of the year. Last no, game here. No question. We'll yep. be there yeah. in attendance, cheering our hearts out. D, I think the man in the suit's a week a week late. Uh, just know. wait. Every, yeah, he's still coming, but it is not <laughs> this week. It was not this week. No, it, it isn't. But it, we'll, we'll get to that point at some time. So, wait, um, wait a second. So, was Believe fringy, or are they are they? 
No, the Outlast. That was, you know, yeah. I mean, they're nine and five now. Outlast, they're nine and five. So they uh, they got they have the check, the green, the green check. Really uh, quick, can now. we can we talk about what's going on with the Eagles? They're we're talking about ball side knee down, doing turnover drills. Did you see the Eagles and Jalen Hurts dropping down on the ground and protecting a fumble, and then him getting up, shaking his head? He didn't seem too pumped no, about hey. doing those drills. <laughs> talking hey, about is there trouble yeah. in paradise? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I mean. Philly, they're another team. You know, they've they've had a lot of success these last two years. They've been one of the most dominant teams in football. And, you know, Jalen, I think, is dealing with some injury things. Um, they got a lot going on, but all that matters is how you finish. You know, yeah. there's definitely – there's four more games for them, I think. I, I believe three or four more games. Yeah. So we're going to see, bro. It's like like Creel just said. It's like the, the, the real teams start revealing exactly who they are. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how, they, uh, how they finish the year because you see Dallas – like, after Dallas beat them, it was like, oh, my God, Dallas won the Super Bowl, Dax MVP, boom, 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 boom. And all respect to them. They earned that. Like, they, they've been falling. And then yep. this week, all of a sudden, boom, Buffalo destroys them. Their offense couldn't do anything. Their defenses. So, it's like, this this game is the, it, you know, the NFL is the best fucking league in the world um, for a reason. It's because you got you to gotta elevate every single week. And you can't take big steps back. Because at this time of the year, you got to be at your best. And, uh it's just going to be interesting, bro. Philly could go and win the next three games, and everybody would completely forget about, you know, the last two weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Go Did ahead, anyone Krill. see the end of the New England game? Now, granted, like, there was no position to advance the score or, like, win. But yeah. with with the ball, New England needed to end the game losing. <laughs> Talk about walking into the locker room with your tail tucked. What? I think they're trying was... to, without saying it, I think they're trying to go for a quarterback here in the first round. So I like, think they had the ball. They need it to end the game. They were losing. What the fuck? I did that's not see not that. Patriot, oh. Yeah. That's I, not I, good. I don't, I don't know what that well, is. But that's, I think the Patriot way is leaving with the reports come with Belichick and all that. Could be, be coming in Max's division. That's going to be for another talk, obviously. Yeah, weird offseason coming up. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Could There's be. a lot of question marks, bro. There's going to be a lot of new openings for head coaches. Yes. It's going to be interesting. But, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll the see. Patriots want Deshaun Watson. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> they'll spend a little money because we'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> D, don't, don't say that. Boss. You love him. Yeah, come on. No, I don't. Darian. <laughs> but no, obviously there's a lot of shakeup going to be happening here in the last couple of weeks around the league. So we'll be staying, we'll stay in uh, as touch, as close of touch a base as we can for that. And uh, we'll talk about it as it starts dwindling down. But as you know, we're, we're worried about one team, one, one team only right now here as we're creeping up to the end of the year. Um, so we'll be tuned in here for the uh, the black and silver. Where's the silver and black? Silver and black. Come on. Does it now. matter though? Oh, it matters. Yeah, okay. it matters. Just Sorry, hey Condor Cartel. Up. I know right now in the chat in the live chat Stop. it's getting ripped apart for oh, saying you're that. Grilled. You're but getting grilled. nonetheless, I should be getting hearts thrown at me for saying only one team matters. Um, but speaking of Condor Cartel, Darian, let's get to some of the rush mail, will we? Yes. Yeah, let's, let's do it. you guys have perspective very first question that gets submitted and this is slimy of course it's not going to be in there but it's raiders tell them bitch ass chargers to go home barbecue chicken <laughs> no facts <laughs> <so. laughs> <laughs> though 
Hey, with the loud up bitch up. Yeah, that ain't hey, that's right the nation. Yeah, that's right. Fuck out of here. Fuck you talking about. I fuck with that though. Hey, that's cool. Grab your ball and take it home. We don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got, I got I got one here for us. So we're gonna start out with our rush mail, and this is one that I can relate to because I ask him all the time. But I am Dylan Castro, but it really the handle is I am underscore Dylan Castro. Why doesn't Max wear a dark visor in the game or a visor in general? Need a prescription. You need a prescription. Yeah. Need a prescription. <laughs> uh, no, you know it's funny. I I wore the the black visor during OTAs. Um, I wear it in pregame if people you know didn't notice, but I always wear it in pregame. It just kind of I'm in my zone. I'm like it's my first time on the field. I don't want anybody to see me. I'm just I'm dialed in. So um, I'm not a visor wearer. I don't like wearing it during the game because I sweat, and every time I fucking put my head on somebody, there's sweat that goes all over the visor, and it's so irritating dealing with it. So especially being in the trenches, I really don't know how guys wear visors. But uh, for me, it's just not. You know, I like to see everything clear as day. Uh, when I'm playing, so that's that's why I don't wear it. I feel that though because I used to be the same way, Max, in a similar sense. Like, yeah, we're contacts, but when you put that visor on, it's like you really—it just seems weird. It's like when you yeah. take it off, it, everything's finally HD for some weird yes. reason. And your perspective—you don't realize how. Like, I feel like you can't see. Yes. As, you know, not nearly as good. Your perspective is a little bit off. Like, I don't know. It just you imagine a little yeah. snot rocket mid game, just blasting that bitch right in front of you and your windshield. Yeah, just blow yes. it on your windshield. Yes. Yes. You end up nice. just literally just, you look through it. You don't, you don't even yeah. notice it. Yes. No, it's Unwavering. Tough. That was, that's, really that's a coach E thing. He said, he said, if you want to wear a visor, you got to wear it during camp. When I got poked in the eye. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm wearing one. And ever since you, you know, you wear it during camp, you're sweating all over it. Oh, it's all fucked worse. up. During the season, it's not bad. No. The Dome's the best spot spot for it, though. All right. So, we got a good one here as well. So, question number two. Juan Ocha, 831. Hopefully, I pronounced that right and tried to get that silent J. Uh, Who is your favorite Sopranos character? That's a great question. I love that. You know, for me... Wait, time out. Can you tell our crew that you have labeled each one of us as a soprano of some sort yes. or movie yes. character. <laughs> yes, this is how deep it goes yeah. into Max's blood. He's named yes. all of us some sort of character. Yes. Everybody has their own character on the squad. Um, we'll reveal that you know, on another time. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, my favorite character, I mean, it's, it's impossible not to say Tony. Tony's number one for me. Um, Tony Soprano is, is the legend. He's the GOAT. Uh, rest in peace to the actual actor. Um, but Tony's my favorite. The dude is an absolute boss. He runs shit. Um, and you get to see that other perspective of, you know, what people really don't expect when it comes to his life and just how he's going through, you know, all these trials and tribulations and, and having to run the show. So, uh, Tony is, is number one for me, but a close number two, he's sitting over here over my left shoulder, the fucking legend, Paulie Walnuts. (laughs) He's a, he's like... Right yes. below Tony, like right below Tony, he might even be fringe, like a point one percent below Tony. But Paulie's got to be the funniest character. It's kind of like in the Office, like everyone's favorite character is Michael, but Dwight is like you love Dwight just yes. as much at the same time, but they're just different. That's kind of how it is for me with with the Sopranos. You know, him and Paulie uh, are definitely definitely my favorites. And then I would say probably like. Chrissy and and Sill are like the next, you know, three and four for me, for sure. Yeah. 
We're going to have to oh. show everyone because Max sucks at surprising him because he needs to know everything. But we're going to be dressing up as the Sopranos, I think, here for his birthday. So we'll get a vlog out there and we'll show you each character up and close and personal. I, rem- I remember because yes. it was the uh, <laughs> fam- they, were, they were asking it during one of the premieres. It was it was Max's Tony, Brogan's Polly, Creole's yep. Furio, yes. Uncle Junior, and Your Uncle uh, June, yeah. and, uh, and uh, CJ Silvio. So, that's yeah, right. oh, CJ yeah, Silvio. Yeah. That's, no. that's, that's, that's who it was. That's yeah. an all star cast. No, hundred percent. I mean, CJ, obviously for the, you know, everybody in the audience listening and all the fans, that's my agent. Uh, and he's, you know, me and him are like yin and yang. You know, he's my right hand man. He's my, you know, he, he gets shit done. And it's like, that's our relationship. Me and him are on the same page. He keeps me in line. We, uh, we just work together, but yeah, it makes total sense. Rogan being Pauly, just a fucking one-liner. absolute, yeah, just one-liners and just fucking <laughs> hilarious, bringing uh, comedic relief to the group at all times, but about his business, I mean, DT, Uncle June, I mean, it's it's self-explanatory, you're the OG, OG. Yeah. you keep getting in line, you, you're old school, you don't fuck around, I mean, that's, you know, it's straight up, and then Furio has got to be the funniest one, I mean, he's a silent killer, but and we know I, think, Krill. I think everyone in Detroit knows why he's Furio, so that's, that's you don't have to check Krill's temperature, yeah, he, he's, he's going to stay quiet, but you don't want to get on the other side, because your fucking head might be in the fridge after, but it's all, it's all good, or you may rip your door handle off if you say anything sideways to him, one or the other, exactly, I love that, uh, that's, that's a great question that is a great question i love it that's great um here you go here's a it's period your period favorite period aaron um, (laughs) asked who's a player you've gone against that's underrated in the nfl it's a good question it's a good question can we actually say who's the top can we get like your top three most underrated players yeah that might be too much but we're putting you on the spot yeah i would say God, there's so many, there's so many guys, and and it's hard to, it's hard to say because there's so many different positions as well. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a, this is, I'm gonna throw this out there because this is super random, and nobody on earth would expect me to say this. Um, but I'm gonna go with one of them being a quarterback. Um, he's he's a backup, but he filled in today on the Commanders. Jacoby Brissett. We just talked Jacob- about this off the air. Bro, Jacoby Brissett. Like, I feel like he could be starting on half the teams in the league right now. Bro, right? what? If I'm, the, if I'm the New York Easily. Jets, why wouldn't I grab him for the the first half of the season or even the Cleveland Browns? They got lucky Bro. with Joe Flacco, but fuck. Yeah. No, I mean, you could he could start on the Giants. He could start. There's a lot of teams he could start on. Um, Steelers, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, like, I played him multiple times in my career, and he's like – you know, obviously he can throw the ball really well. He's he's agile, but like he's one of the weirdest. He reminds me of like a more athletic Jameis Winston. Like he's got weird, crafty way of completing passes and avoiding the rush. And uh, I got a ton of respect for him. So that's definitely one of them. Um, damn, I'm trying to think of other two. Um, and he's a locker room guy, man. Jacoby, everyone has said he's a great locker room guy and an awesome teammate. So that goes a long yeah. ways, man. Some people make their no their, their 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 hay in the in the league by just being a great guy in the meeting room or being a great guy in the quarterback room or whatever. I mean, it's no weird. Doubt. No doubt. There's quarterbacks that are around for 15 years and they don't play hardly at all. But they just are great locker room dudes. They're good leaders. They know the game. Like Chase yeah. Daniel made a full career just being a backup in a you know a fucking a staple a in the locker room. 
Yeah, a real bag. So, yeah, okay, Jacoby Brissett. And then, I mean, God, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I think I'll just try to keep it most recent as I possibly can. I think, um, you know, I got to show my respect to, you know, we got a big win against them, and he, he had some struggles against us. But after the game, I was like, this dude is a this dude's going to be really good. Um, it's another quarterback, but I think Jordan Love is going to be legit. Um, he's having his, nice. is his first year playing. Um, he's had his ups and downs and things like that. But when it comes to, like, the new wave of quarterbacks in the <laughs> league, like, I feel like he is exactly that mold. Like, mm-hmm. he's strong, durable, able to, you know, move in the pocket, make throws on the run. Um, I think Jordan Love's going to be really good um, in this league for sure. And, Can I? Uh, I want to yeah, ask someone. I want to ask you someone. Um, because this guy got so much shit. I was his teammate at one point. Darian used to root for him. I don't know if he does anymore. But Baker Mayfield is absolutely tearing shit up, though, down in Tampa Bay. It's a new home, a new set, a new team, a new feel. It's something like he needed because he's back to playing ball. And he could kind of go in the category of being one of those underrated guys. They're winning games. Yeah, no, I mean, Baker, I, I got a ton of respect for Baker. I've, you know, we've, we've chopped it up a few times. We've played against each other a couple of times. Um, you know, the one thing about Baker and that, that the reason why people, you know, love him and hate him at the same time is that he's not your stereotypical quarterback. He's not like just super quiet and just goes out there like he's a competitor. He's going to talk his shit and he's going to try to, you know, uh, you know, make plays um, off schedule plays and things like that and, and try to, you know, help the team in any way he can. If he's got to put his head down and try to get a first down, like he's going to do that. And, and, he gonna, and he's going to let you know. Him. Yeah. And he's going to, he's going to talk his shit. So um, I definitely respect him. Um, and you yes, see what he's good. doing. Like Tampa's leading the, the uh, I think they're leading the division now in uh, NFC. What is yeah, that? They NFC South? Seven and seven. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of people didn't expect Tampa to be, you know, in the run right now. So yeah, big, you know, he's another what? guy that's super he underrated. He went crazy. What? He was 20, 22 of 28, 381, four touchdowns, zero That's points. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 158.3. A huge part Go in that Baker. Too. Yeah, Baker. Yeah, Baker. Krill's favorite text every day, every Sunday was Baker. But you know what a huge reason to, uh, for him excelling? That is too. But who he has now throwing the ball to, who you oh, could yeah, really max put in the underrated category, is Mike fucking Evans. Mike Evans. Mike, thousand yards in every single season he's been a part of the one one to only do that. I think he's one of the only guy. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh yeah. First ballot. No doubt. I mean, he's going to be up there. He's going to be up there. There's no question. I mean, he's doing it every single year. He's the exact label of consistency in the league. You know, people don't some for some reason in the league. Like, if you do it consistently over time, people kind of get bored with saying your name over and over again. Just such Um, bullshit. But Mike Evans is there's no argument. I mean, you look at the numbers, you look what he's able to do. He's fast as shit for his size, and his 50-50 balls. He's got to be at least yeah. top three in the league. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's another guy. I mean, I got to give some old lineman love. Like there's guys like, um, you know, like a Tyson or what is his name, Titus Howard from Houston, the right tackle out there. We played last year. Um, he's a solid player. I think he just got paid this offseason as well. Um, but he's a, he's another guy, super competitive mean motherfucker like me and him had a had a war against each other um you know there's a lot of guys i mean evan neal before he got hurt he was yeah i mean evan, he was starting to play a lot better for sure um yeah there's a there's a lot of guys out there man the league is filled with with a lot of great players um you know we could, i didn't play against him but another one we've talked about him enough today but malcolm coons like 
you see Malcolm again, I go on and on about him, but people, he has four sacks on the year, but when it comes to just winning rushes and being disruptive, like Malcolm is, he's killing shit. So yeah, that's the beauty of the league. I'm glad you said that a little bit because people get so caught up in the sack, like the sack count. Right. And I know that you, you know that you're in that conversation every fucking year, but um, is it kind of annoying Max? Because it doesn't always show the full picture of how great a player is, is, is playing throughout the season. And even a testament to yourself, right? Like, yeah, you have 13 and a half sacks, which is, ridiculous but if let's say you had eight sacks you still have 100 plus pressures people sometimes don't view it that way is it annoying to you as a pass rusher that some it's kind of put in this glass bottle is just sacks only yeah I mean that's something especially as a young player that's what I've been telling Malcolm all year because he's I think he didn't get his first sack till a few weeks into the season and uh you know he was rushing really well but that's something I I could you know help him being the OG like I've been through that situation and guys like Chandler and Von Miller, like those are the guys I was talking to, you know, my third year. Cause I like, like you just said, I had a hundred pressures and I only had eight sacks for some reason. It just sacks weren't falling for me and the ball was getting out, but I was winning a ton of rushes. But Marinelli told me this, and this is what helps me like, and it's helped me since day one. Like your film is your number one resume. Yeah. Like no matter what people, the media, the fans from other fan bases are always going to be like, well, he has more sacks or, well, a lot of sacks are more important, this and that. But real football people, they know film is the most important thing. And that's why I think PFF is so, like, you know, valued so highly now because there are a lot of real NFL guys and execs, you know, former execs and things that, you know, people that really know football and they analyze the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the guys, like, that aren't getting crazy sack numbers or something like that are still getting the credit now because pressures matter, tackles matter, TFLs matter, win rate matters. All those things matter. And uh, I feel like that's just – you know, it's, it's, you know, another evolution of the game. So um, I think it's super important. And like, for me, like I played like in this game versus uh, the chargers, like I didn't get a sack and, you know, I was still graded at an elite grade by PFF. And I knew I played really well. I was disruptive. I was winning a lot of rushes. I was fucking all over the place, but I just happened to not get a sack. And, you know, guys like PFF and things like that and real footballers know the film is that, you know, the film is all that matters. So at the end of the day, you're going to get the numbers if you just continuously, you know, keep playing the game the right way. So um, that's, you know, OGs like that, you know, they get back to me when I was going through it that year. And then now I'm able to give it back to guys like Malcolm uh, who are continuously getting better and just trust the process. Absolutely. Stay in that course. It's important, man. Can't get caught up in those numbers, man. I know it's hard not to. And sometimes you get, you get paid more money when you hit those numbers. I get it, man. It's hard not Mm -hmm. to, to pay attention to it, but uh, it's the big picture at the end of the day. So that's a great, that's a great word of advice, Max. So uh, sorry, D. We just we kind of hijacked that moment once again. These great questions. These great question. questions just lead us into great conversation. What can I say? Yeah, no doubt. Thank no the rush question. mail because that's all we yes. got this week. We'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week for it. Thank and you. For D, can you talk about some rush announcements, D, for the for the fan base? We do. I mean, it's not like we don't hear them. It's not like we don't listen. Things just take <laughs> a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Okay. So first off. I know everybody wants the Mad Max apparel. They want the Rush apparel. Um, mm-hmm. The store is now live. Store's oh, open. The store is live. Live. MadMaxMerch.com. I'll repeat it again. MadMaxMerch.com. You're going to have uh, all the personalized Max merch. You're going to have the Rush merch. And then we're going to have different lines. Um, so we do have the Dog of the Day hoodie. And we have the T-shirt. And we continue to start rolling these out. Yes. Uh, yes. So the first of many. I know that everybody wants Brogan to talk to him about the big sack hat. 
Yep. Um, oh yeah. Get those they got cooks. some Condor Cartel apparel in the in the pipeline, but we we had to get something out there for you guys um, right around Christmas. So Merry Christmas, Beth. Merry Christmas, uh, Beth. Hey, Merry and rock Christmas. those. Hey, rock them to the games. Take pictures. Tag the rush. Tag Max. Tag all of us if you'd like. But um, we appreciate it, man. The movement's taken off. Plus. I don't know, but we kind of, I saw, actually, there's two things I saw. Max, you went on the Pat McAfee show this week, which you're a, you're a normal appearance now on there. They might start making it Mad Max Fridays because they do Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I saw Pat McAfee rocking the girl dad uh, shirt, which is obviously Barstool, our boys over at Bussin. That's their apparel. So we're going to get some fucking fire so we can have Pat McAfee out here rocking uh, some Mad Max merch and the Rush uh, merch as well. So um, we'll get that shipped over there as well. But it's competition friendly, of course. Maybe we can do a little our guys versus their guys. We'll find a little competition and, uh, you know, loser wears the merch. But we'll figure that out off air at some point. Amen. Amen. And uh, and busting with the boys, too. I'm going on with Will tomorrow. So uh, you just hit me up and we're going to, you know, we, we just – we show love to each other. At the end of the day, we all we're all trying to win, and uh, everything's competition at the end of the day. But you know, we all eat, and one hundred percent. That's what it's all about. That's Everybody needs to be. Tell Bill, don't be as scared to get on air here. I know it, the, the bright the lights might be too bright for him on the rush, but we're open for it. We'd love to talk to him. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> all right, now we got our second announcement. I know that uh, this is slime. I'd be remiss if I didn't announce this piece for you. Uh, Slime's been working hard on the back end. He's been hearing all the comments, um, and everybody wanted to do the the memberships and the subscriptions. All right, so we're now officially live with that piece. We got four different tiers. Uh, we got the Condor, we got the Pit, the Raider, and the Dog of the Day. All right, so we'll go ahead and put that right right here. All right, Slime. So we're gonna put that graphic right here. Show them what we're looking at, um, and you guys can start subscribing. You'll get uh, first rights to exclusive merch. Uh, you'll you'll be able to get the uh, emojis, loyalty badges, member live chat, uh, all that fun stuff. And then if you do the dog of the day, which is the top tier, you're going to get yourself a dog of the day shirt as well. All right. So yeah. we appreciate everything that the cartel is doing. I mean, the Condor cartel, they're rabid. It's awesome. I love them. An extension of the crew here. So yes. um, we're listening. I know everything, every, everything that you guys are saying, we always talk about after the show. So please keep giving us your feedback. Um, and yeah, we're, we're excited to see where this can go. Let's go, baby. Long Amen. time coming. Let's Amen. go. Shout out, Slime. Shout out, Yeah, we'll have the link down here below, guys. So uh, the Mad Max per- merchandise will be down below along with the Rush, as Darian just said. So tap on it. We'll have it here. Easy access, which is Darian's favorite. He loves easy access. Um, and now that we're going to slide off of this category, this segment, Max, we're going to look ahead a little bit here to the Kansas City Chiefs. Heading back into Arrowhead on Merry Crimma Day. Um, obviously a tough fucking environment to play in in general in Arrowhead, but especially when it gets cold. Um, what are you looking forward to in this week? Obviously, like we've hit on a million times, you guys are on the bubble. What's this game mean to you guys? You had a hot start last time. Is there any vengeance coming back out? Another hot start, and let's kind of finish this bitch off this time around. Right there. I love it. Right there. Right there. It's rival week. Um, Talk that shit. I, I can't wait. You know, it's there's no words that need to be said. You know, at the end of the day, I've been looking forward to seeing them again. You know, obviously the first time I had a fucking peg leg and I wasn't <laughs> at my 100%. Um, and I felt like I could, you know, I wasn't able to fully affect the game the way I wanted to. 
Um, so I've been looking forward to this game. You know, I don't circle one game on the on the you know the calendar or the schedule. I, I circle the whole thing. But um, every time we play a division game, uh, especially KC, you know what comes with that. So I got to be at my absolute best, and I you know everybody should expect that. Um, but I know everybody's gonna be dialed in and ready to rock. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a special environment. Christmas Day, Christmas Day. Uh, you already know you know you already know what comes with that. So yeah, we're fired up, bro. I got to ask you, too, because normally when you think of Christmas Day games, we're getting ready to tune into LeBron, Kevin Durant, you know, Steph Curry. We're used to the NBA. Max, for you, it is a little – it's special playing on Christmas because all eyes are really going to be tuned in. Um, but, Max, what is the day going to be kind of like for you being away game, you know, not really waking up by your Christmas tree? Is your family coming? Is Ella and Rachel going to be there? What's it going to be like for everybody in the Christmas, you know, playing on Christmas Day? Yeah, um, you know, for me at first, you know, I saw that it was on Monday. Um, the game was on Monday on Christmas, so I was assuming it was like a night game, like a regular Monday night, but it's actually an early game. Uh, so I'll be able to get back at night and, uh, you know, open some presents with Rach and, uh, and Ella and, and obviously the dogs. So uh, yeah. that'll be special, um, but it won't be it won't be nearly as special if we don't get the win. So I know I'm going to be dialed in at my absolute best and, and causing havoc from start to finish and, uh, we plan on, you know, going out there, be at our best, and get the win. So uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be dope. I know the girls are gonna be dialed in. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a special day, bro. We're fucking fired up, and it's been good. You know, it's almost been like a mini bye week, uh, getting our, getting our bodies back together, um, especially after quick. You know, we played, you know, two games in four days basically. Um, so everybody's been dialed in. Um, I've been, you know, me, I've been in the building, fucking get my body right, um, and just getting ready for this final push. You know, expecting you know, us to be at our best, you know, these last three games and, and see where everything, you know, lines up. I got to ask you too, because it's uh, obviously we focus on the present because it's a gift and we don't like to sit back and look at the past, but Max, is it, is there a little bit of a feel right now in the locker room or even in the organization to a couple of years back when Rich Versace was taken over and you guys went on it at the end of the year, you went on a little bit of a run, you made the playoffs obviously took on the Bengals at home, but is there a little bit of that feel going on again here? Because there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you, for me that I, you know, I'm one of the only guys that really got to experience that. And that's huge. Um, and that's, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's a big deal. You know, me, Josh Jacobs, AJ Cole, um, there's a few of us still left in the locker room that were able to, you know, experience that year. And um, it was, it was beyond special. So um, obviously Gruden, you know, when that whole deal went down, it was earlier in the season. Uh, so we had kind of more time to adjust and, you know, figure out who we were going to be as a, as a team. But for us, you know, it was, you know, we've, we, it's already, it's what we have nine, basically half the season uh, was gone uh, when, when AP, you know, stepped in as the coach. So we've had to learn and, and improve on the fly. And uh, I feel like we've definitely been doing that. There's been some bumps in the road, but you know, if you really look at it, uh, I mean, Miami, it really, it came down to the last possession of the game. That could have been a win for us. And, we know, you know, we want to be playing in Miami in the playoffs if it comes down to it. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of games that are really close. And I know for us as a team, you know, we got a different energy and a different vibe to us. So we got to figure out how to finish these games, uh, you know, from start to finish and, and sneak our way in the playoffs. And that's that's what we plan on doing. I look forward to it. De Creel, you got something for the boy? Yeah, uh, we got a little bit past the Christmas Day thing, but I just want to loop back to it. Uh, knowing you, of course, and it being the Chiefs, it's a big day. It's Monday night football. Not Monday night football, but it's Monday football. Everyone's going to be watching primetime. How long have you planned the fit? Is it picked out? Yeah. Exactly what light you're wearing? Are you coming in as Santa? That's a good question. 
<laughs> no, I'm not coming into Santa. But uh, as far as the yeah, as the Grinch, buddy, the elf, Do that motherfucking Christmas. The fit was ordered yeah. in August or what? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. But uh, for me, you know, I I definitely have you know when I go into a season, I definitely have a lot of fits lined up. Um, but you know, for the biggest games, I always always have little things in the back of my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely rocking this this game, and it just comes off energy. I don't want to you know pre plan sure. it. And if my energy's not there anymore, then it's just a little fucked up. So for me, uh, I just try to stay, like you said, in the present and, uh, you know, just go with, you know, whatever I'm feeling inside. So, you know, like the piss, you know, we went to Detroit, we played, you know, Detroit uh, Lions on a Monday night for me, the Pacers. I'm like, I literally that week, I told Rachel, I'm like, order a Ron Artest jersey right now. <laughs> like, that's just what I was feeling, and I went with it. Like, and that's that's kind of what, you know, where my energy is. It's just whatever I'm feeling in the moment. Bobby Boucher another week. Yeah, Bobby Boucher. I was feeling oh, like yeah. Bobby, you know, that week. And, yeah, okay. it's just whatever I'm feeling. So, yeah, you know, for me, you know, we got a, got about a week until the game, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what the guy's looking up. No doubt. Hell yeah. I love it. I can't I can't wait for it. We're going to be tuned in. <laughs> Obviously, there's fireworks every single time you get that many all-stars, pro bowlers on the field. A lot of future Hall of Famers um, obviously going to be going at one another. So I look forward to it, man. It's it's going to be really awesome to see the, the game inside of a game that you like to say, Max, between you and Mahomes. Um, it's going to be a fun one. So guys, tune in. Uh, it's going to be Monday. Chiefs, Raiders, in arrowhead so lock in we the, hey the boys need you so we'll be yelling we'll be screaming and max i'm gonna kick it to the absolute best segment in any podcast history right now the rush Man. you already know what it is bring it on down darian terrell dialing it up all the boys y'all fucking you know every single week i can't be 100 percent dialed into everything but y'all you know i gotta give my appreciation to y'all you know just making it easier so there was a lot of candidates this week i mean i come in i'm like all right off the top of my head i'm thinking him him and him darian comes at me like uh did you see what he did do you see what he did and i'm like what so you know we had a lot of candidates uh, to say the least but we're gonna start it off with number three our rush our number three rushman of the week kenny clark kenny clark is a damn monster and this dude does it every single year he's been getting better and better he plays nose he plays three tech two eye he does a lot out on the field and helps that d-line cook the way they've been you know able to cook these last i would say five years um he's a team Wasserman guy so big shout out to cj and doug the whole crew the gang alexis um kenny uh kenny clark today four tackles two sacks um from the interior um this dude has just been a consistent force for years now um the dude gets better and better every single season and uh, you know, me and him have gotten gotten the opportunity to chop it up uh, over the years. And he's a he's a super quiet, humble dude, um, but his play speaks for itself. You know, he doesn't really have to say much. The dude goes out there and dominates uh, on a daily basis. So, major respect to Kenny Clark. You're an absolute beast. We're gonna give you a little tag, and you got to give us a little repost. So we appreciate you, brother. Keep yes, on. Sir. Shout out Wasserman. Shout out Kenny. Let's go, baby. Come on, shout out Kenny Clark. Yes, the big dog Z. Yes, sir. Big dog Z. Congrats, buddy. Amen. Number two. I don't want to uh, see this 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 name. <laughs> this I is mean. really good for you to spell <laughs> things out and work on. Yes. This is good. This, the, the, yeah. the K the K is silent. The, the K is silent. So number two on our Rushman of the Week, former Chief, current Saint, 
You got it, baby. You got it. <laughs> Tano Passanio. Yeah, that's there it really is. Good. Hey, Tano hey, Passanio. Give him a round of applause. That was good. Yeah. You did. That was good. Little, you know, a slight pause for you know dramatic effect. Yeah. I feel like it worked. Um, but we got to show our respect to the big man. Uh, this dude is coming from Villanova. He was a one double A guy coming out of college. I remember vividly seeing his highlights going into the draft. This dude is a monster. I think he's six seven, six eight, two hundred eighty, two hundred ninety pounds, just a freak, um, absolute beast. And today, dude had six tackles and three sacks versus the Giants and the Tommy DeVito of New York Ooh. Giants. And uh, he absolutely balled out. I watched his highlights. He he was he was getting after it. So um, a guy like him, another one, vet, uh, Super Bowl champion uh, in Kansas City. And he's just one of those solid uh, role players that continuously has gotten better and better every single year. And he's made a hell of a career, you know, for himself. So major shout out to mm-hmm. Tano, Tano <laughs> Passanio. Hell Tano yeah. Passanio. Great, Great job, job Tano. Tano. Great job, Tano. Just so, you, just so you know, Max, was, Max put a Google translator out and he heard it before he said it. So, <laughs> yeah. No, it. I actually, you know what I had to do? I had to go to the Saints website. I had to, they have a name pronounced added into his bio, so it's honestly big shout out to the Saints social media. Yeah, they do it right. They 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 did it right over there. And he's born right. in Kalamazoo. He's born in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Oh, shout out the mitten. People so put, put their hands up dad, doing that over here, right? Yeah, over here, West Side resident. Tyler Lyle, T Lyle. Never about T Lyle. Shout to T Lyle at your wedding. He held it together really well. Yeah, he, he really he didn't drool. Yeah. He wasn't drool. Yeah, he definitely didn't get put in a hospital bed. Yeah, it was uh, good. Really cool. And, yeah, really neat. Anyway, as we move on, we got our number one rushman of the week. A friend of mine, known him for years. Uh, I guess, see, I can't even hold it together right now. <laughs> this man is took his away in the chair. <laughs> Security walks up and they look at Max. They're like, "You know this guy, right? We're gonna have to take him out." You just see him just disappear, (laughs) bro. What he gets pulled into the mist, and he just this our security guy with the Raiders. He's like, "Should I take him? Should he get him out of here?" I'm like, "Get him out!" I'm sitting here. It was it was so loud. I'm like. Yeah, it's not his night. But it, honestly, if that didn't happen, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. It, it was perfect. I mean, oh, like, you know, him, and Chase, him and Chase, I mean, it's it just, it <laughs> was it was something else. We love Chase you, T-Bag. Yeah, you know, we love walking you, Walking dead. <laughs> that was walking dead. That's the only only way to describe it. I love it. Um. Anyway, number one, Rushman of the Week. We got our guy, multiple-time pro bowler, good friend of mine. Absolute baller. Got his bag last year. He was traded away from Denver over to Miami. And this dude absolutely went crazy today. Our boy Bradley Chubb, your number one rushman of the week. Seven tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, went absolutely dummy today. So um, Bradley Chubb, absolute baller. Um, I got a ton of respect for him. Uh, it's his sixth year in the league. The dude has been a disruptor ever since he's been in here. Um, he causes a lot of turnovers, like like today, two forced fumbles. Um, you know, he's one of those guys who's, you know, sometimes overlooked, but uh, he's consistently putting up great numbers, consistently disrupting the game and getting better every single week. So, Bradley Chubb, you're my boy. I appreciate you, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. You're balling at the right time. So, 
Major respect to Bradley Chubb. You're number one rush. Major respect. Congrats, Brad. Let's go, baby. Uh, he's, so, been, he's been eating, man. He's been picking up the slack for um, – what's his name? Phillips? Is that is that the correct name? Who hurt his uh, – Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Busted, yeah. Busted it up. Yeah. No, he's been stepping up, man. That's a good little squad over there. They got Miami. Would love to see you guys re uh, re-go at them here in the playoffs. Run it so, back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, run it back. No so, doubt. Cool, man. Hey, I pretty much, I think that's going to wrap us up, Max. So if you want to close us out, we would appreciate you. Absolutely. Oh, real quick. Shout out to Zenwater, huh, Max? Shout out to I was literally just going to say it. Zenwater, you see it, Creel. Look at, I mean, the whole gang is just. I'm all out. I'm I need it. I'm waiting for a good package. I'm low. Look, I'm yes. throwing some more. The whole Me too. Wait, hold on, Max. Do you have the Gatorade OG top? That's what I said. Oh, I want yeah. the cap. He's got the best. Max has the best. Oh, yeah. This is this is some next level. That's like hey, the, hey, slime. What's the tier of that? What was that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the dollar of the day tier. I'm texting CJ. Top tier. Yeah, top water. tier. I mean, Zen Water, 100 recycled. That yeah, that I mean, twist Gatorade like, in like water. basketball practice used to you just squirt the Gatorade you know. For some yeah. reason, it tastes better that way, and I don't know what it is, but they do it. The uh, right it's so. because it resembles a nipple, so we know where that comes from from you boys, and uh, we all also know why you love it so much. So I'm not shocked that that's where you where you guys want to you guys really fall back in love with. So <laughs> you fall okay. back in love with kid <laughs> Darian. Darian just sick. Darian. I mean, no comment. No words. Oh, I got nothing for you. All right, y'all. This is episode 12 of The Rush with Max Crosby, my brother, my co-host, Brogan Roback, Darian Terrell, Dustin Creel, Slime Behind the Scenes. Without y'all, none of this is possible. Keep liking, subscribing, commenting, following all of our pages. We're going to keep the content coming. On top of that, we got our subscriptions that are that are they're a new addition to the show. We got our dog. We got our sorry slime. What what else we got here? We got our dog. We got our our, our pit. We got our our raider. Let's and go. what else? We, and, yeah, condor. and the condor. So subscribe. Keep getting more exclusive content. We're gonna keep pushing it out. We're gonna keep giving y'all what y'all need. Um, like I said, without y'all, none of this is possible. Um, these are my brothers. We're gonna keep bringing y'all the best content in the world. Um, that is all we got this week, and we'll see you guys next week after KC is about to go down. We appreciate y'all. Let's get it, hey, Arrowhead. Yeah. Oh, oh. Roosh. Good That's shit, y'all. Love that.